Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the uh, SBS Cycling Podcast. My guest today uh, and my co-animator uh, co co today is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am very good. Um, I'll tell you what, though. You've put me under pressure. I drove three hours back today. I was having this beautiful ride in the mountains on my own. Life I got tough. a phone call. <laughs> so, there's a video set up. What is going on? Life is tough. Well, we have someone that has won one stage at the Giro. Also won the Tour of Tasmania, oh. uh, two stages at the Tour de France, and he's won the whole damn thing as well. It's Kadel Evans. How are you, Kadel? Good afternoon, everyone. That's what quite did you an think intro. Of that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I the other day? I got introduced to the 1998 winner of Tour of Tasmania. <laughs> it's a big one. I was there. It was a big one. Uh, so you're back in Australia for a little bit, uh, visiting, I guess. There's a big project as well for you. We'll talk about all this. But what's in the life of Kadel these days? Um, in order of priorities, uh, Dad, yeah. number one. And then after that, yeah, we're work a bit involved in the bike industry of course with BMC but probably my most important professional thing is of course the Great Ocean Road Race and that's why I'm here um, just just for a couple of weeks to do things towards going moving towards that in late January 27-28 next year and um, yeah, that's kind of occupies all my time yeah it's a bit I ride a bit I yeah. try to do exercise <laughs> do stay fit ride? stay healthy yes yes I, st I still ride yeah. I still love it I normally ride with a baby trailer though so I don't actually <laughs> ride I don't ride very far or very fast but um Keep some good um, tension on the muscles. Yeah. So. Well, you've just <laughs> answered my wife's question as I was rushing in. She's like, oh, what's, what's, what's he doing these days? And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure he still works with BMC. I said, he's got the race. I said... Other than that, I reckon he's a house dad and he just rides his bike. So <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So I've summed it up. But you're still in Italy. Uh, Switzerland, you're just, just over across the border. The border. Yep. Um, I live, um, or we're based um, about, about two or three kilometres from the finish line of the Mendrigio World Championships in 2009, little town, Stabio, um, right on the border, which is where I went in um, 2005, actually, just when my tour career started. And I'm um, still there now because I have a 13-year-old son. He just turned 13, and he lives in north of Italy now. And that's that's the reason why I'm I'm, I'm still over there, actually. But um, that's going to change in about a year's time. And Yeah, and you're, you're coming back yeah. uh, coming back home, I should my, say. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, I'm coming back home, my true home. And, yeah. and that's Barwon Heads, actually. I wasn't... I wasn't born there, so I suppose I can't say it's my true. Um, I'm born and bred, but um, that's that's in my mind, and when it, that's my 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 home. Was it? Was it uh, sorry, but yeah. was it in the back of your mind for for a little while? This this not urge, but this this will or, or or wish to go back to to come back to Australia. I suppose when you're like 25 and you buy a house in Australia, you you expect to come back at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, bought a house there 20 years ago, thereabouts. Um, but it's um, I suppose I. I always wanted to come back inside me, but I could never allow myself. I had a sort of little strategy. Um, I never allowed myself to want to because otherwise you might get homesick or something, which was a bit of a strategy being over there. And whether I was racing or doing whatever I was doing, I sort of um, had to follow it. But now Steffi's like, I can't wait to go to Australia. Yeah. Well, I'll go tomorrow yeah. <laughs> if, if we can. So I'm just, just tidying up a few things, school enrolments, those kind of normal life things. And, um, okay. and we'll be back here soon. But I, I have to say, and just, Coming in here and, and walking walking through the city today, I took a video, sent it home. I'm in Melbourne. This is great. <laughs> it's it's like it probably sounds so cliche, and but the more you go away, the more 
the more you appreciate home or Australia at least. Yeah, no, I've got the same thing with Paris. Sorry to say, but like every time I go back to Paris, I stay a bit longer, I stay a bit more, and then you, you know you're hanging a bit more. You're not letting the weather, mate. No, you know that. Yeah, but the yeah, thing no. is also at 25, I didn't buy a flat in Paris. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you should have. Yeah, I've, I've you done all right have. out of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk cycling uh, with you. Uh, we said, Maka and I, we there's this saying about a yellow jersey, a win at the Tour de France changes your life. I mean, clearly, you're the only person we can talk to in Australia. But uh, how much has this changed your life when you reflect back? Um, it certainly changed my life. That's a good way to, to say it. And, um, yeah, the, arriving in Paris like that day in 2011 for the end of the tour. Yeah, from then on, my wife is, uh, well, life mm. for, um, for um, um, I was trying to say whirlwind and, and life in the, in the same breath. Um for particularly the years following that day, one, two, three years, my life was just was actually pretty mental when I look back at it now. And um, still, still, I think today, uh, what, what what really amazed me was how many people watched the Tour de France. I'd go to like an event in Vietnam or Thailand or something, and oh, this and be presented as the 2011 winner. Everyone's like eyes light up, and it's um, yeah, I can't believe how many people watched that race. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's like that, isn't it? And I, and I was thinking about you when we knew you were coming on. It's that it is that aura. And I mean, it wasn't just the tour for me as a you know. A, I guess I'm a pure fan and, and person that's been in the sport my whole life. Um, the two things that we hadn't done in cycling were the Tour de France and a World Championship, World mm-hmm. Professional. You did both, so they're two sort of hallmark events. I think that that was sort of missing. Um, when you look back on yourself in that extreme sort of period, how, 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 do you look back on yourself and and have a wry smile, or do you say, "Geez, I was intense," or you know, "I'm chilled now"? Or how, how do you sort of reflect on the person that you were? Oh, probably a little bit more wry smile, <laughs> without knowing what wry means exactly. But um, <laughs> probably more a wry smile than than anything, because um, like I, I didn't win. I didn't like quantity of races. I didn't win a lot, but I really focus on the the quality of the races, and in the end, that so that came through. Um, obviously, I got a couple of little disappointments, and we were talking about some races the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I would have liked to have had that on my on my resume." Or Does that still or, pitch? There's some that still pitching. Um, oh, a little bit, yeah. When or when Simon Clark won the stage on the Pave there, the I think the previous in 2010, I was away like with Tor, and I was like, I could I had the legs just to go away, but I'd gone through such a mess just to get there. I'm like, I'm just going to stay here and not mm. take any more risks or things. I was sort of it was one of those ones. Like, I could have played done so much game. more that day. <laughs> yeah, played played the long game and broke my arm the next day. <laughs> it wasn't worthwhile. It wasn't very worthwhile, but anyway. Um, but um, but. Yeah, I know. I look back. Uh, yeah, it's probably more a, a wry smile than anything, and um, and reflecting on things like you know, in retrospect, you oh, I could have done that a bit better. I could have done that a bit better, or should have been a bit more focused on that, or less focused on that. But you, you do the best you can in the moment. That was really my thing was to to focus, make the most of everything of the opportunity I had. And I always saw that making it as a professional as, a, as an opportunity, and I really wanted to make the most of it. And, at the Tour de France this year, we had a good chat with uh, Gero. If you remember, you mm. were there as well. But Gero mentioned one thing, which I thought was quite interesting. He said, if he has one regret, is not having celebrated more the wins. Because he was always focusing on the next one or what this actually yeah. win would mean for the stage, for the Tour, for and so on and so on. Do you agree? Is it something that, because of the, the nature of the sport, the, the sport is, takes you so much of 
dedication mentally that Cycling. you sort of almost forget to celebrate. Cycling's very cyclic, yes. You uh, you win on Sunday, but there's another race on Tuesday, yeah. so you've forgotten about <laughs> by Wednesday. Um, that's the nature of the sport, and you, you win the tour one year, and next day you start planning for the next year. Um, um, I suppose in some ways I'm still my some of my wins are still celebrated, so I don't feel that. But I was also um, I know the I, I just read um, Killing Journey's uh, autobiography, and and I saw a lot. I was a bit like more like him, where I, I I really liked the process, and the race was in some ways a little bit the just the execution or or the examination. Have, have I done the process well? I was a little bit more like that. So so of course I had a great deal of satisfaction when it came together at the end, especially if it was a win. But then also sometimes coming second at the tour by twenty three seconds is actually a fair bit of disappointment in that as well. But the performance was great. Um, but oh no, I'm sort of just happy to look back and 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 I suppose I, my my satisfactions. Um, I, I hold my satisfaction inside. I don't. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's your view on someone like Jai and what he has? Uh, Jai Hindley, what he has achieved? Finished second at the Giro. Uh, he's won the Giro as well. I don't know how well he's done at the Tour of Tasmania. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's won the Herald Sun Tour. He's won. Uh, uh, I think he's won Tassie, the Tour of Tassie. Sure. <laughs> um, but how do you look at at where he's at now and and how? How far he can win and how far can he go? Uh, does he have another Grand Tour in him? In your eyes, in your opinion? I think so. He, um, I was, actually, I spent a bit of time with him a couple of days ago, um, and um, we, we didn't speak much about cycling, but um, that's good. But but he, um, I really like his approach, and especially like when he won the Giro, he was really he was just going about. He was just on the process, which I, I admire. And um, but then he came through with the result in the end, and that was uh, I suppose a sign of maturity. Maturity, but also um, like for the long game, for the years to come, that's going to be um, that's going. I think that's going to be really valuable for him, and especially when you're at the top step and a favourite to win the Tour, staying calm, and so you've got to block out a lot of a lot of. Um, distractions um the situation just thinking about it um just been in my thoughts for the last since, since this Roglic coming to bore and mm-hmm. how's this is going to go and we did speak about that and um like unfortunately he had everything there positioned it was all looking good for the tour next year and then oh this comes into it it's like, oh this changes things a bit it might work for him, but uh, yeah, it's um, probably well, finds himself in a, no, that, that was going to be yeah. our next one of our key questions because and don't know, reveal what you can't reveal. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's I initially I said, well, it's a plus, it's a positive. The sports changed, maybe in your era and maybe prior to that. So I see it as a positive, more so. How do you? Yeah, that's I I, I um. I'm glad to hear that because it's a little bit more optimistic perspective. Um, I, I think I have a similar feeling in... I really like Rogler as well. So yeah. for me, it's a bit of a clash of... <laughs> I, I really like Jai. I'm a huge Rogler fan. I'm a huge Jai fan. It's like, oh, I actually want the best for both of them. But maybe being together isn't the best for both of them. I hope it is. And what what um, I think is important for Bora and just the team and the manager to manage that, that and not... Like until unless it's like to win the tour, not sacrificing one of the two mm. and keeping them there, because also as you see it happens where oh, you're there, you're there, and then you lose your top guy, and it's like all of a sudden oh, we should have kept <clears throat> number mm. two close by or something. Um, I hope it, I hope it goes in 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 that direction, and that's really going to depend on um, the the way that's managed in Bora Hansgrohe, um in the management. Um, a little bit between the riders, but I think they're both clear, honest guys both of them um i trust them as 
as much as I trust anyone, um, like both of them, um, and the um, but also the strength of the team as well. Because if they constantly find themselves just them isolated, that's like how much help help are they going to get beyond that? If they, those two are isolated in the mountains, then it's much more likely one of them's going to have to sacrifice, sacrifice them. Sacrifice, yeah. And normally, normally. Normally, uh, on paper, you'd say Jai's the guy who has to sacrifice himself for Rogler. So, so just staying on this subject, I guess, and going back a little bit, what what did you make of? Because there was so much commentary around it. I mean, it was sort of good for the sport because it was controversy. The Vuelta with Sepp Kuss mm-hmm. and, of course, Rogler and, of course, Jonas Vingegaard. I think the majority of fans, me included, were screaming at Vingegaard and Roglic to pay your dues to an amazing teammate. Yeah. Where, where did you sit with it? Because you were a team leader, you are a guy who wanted to win. So how did you, what What was your reaction from all of that? We were doing the cycling tours. We were at the start in Leger, the stage of the tour, and Sepp was just standing there, smile on his face, and I, just, I was just walking around. I had a mask on there. I wanted to go and say to him, man, why don't you just go and try it? at the Vuelta for yourself. I, like, I, I really yeah, felt like I really? was like, but I had a mask on and I was like, I don't want to bother him. And before the start of the tour, you're not always been like talking to people. But um, anyway, I was just sitting there looking at him. He heard you. <laughs> no, I was just like, God, he's so good. He could do this because when you go and win a, a mountain stage in the third week of a Grand Tour, you can, you can 2GC. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I felt the same where I, I, it's, I it's looked like um, Vingard had a bit of frustration there, but I'm like, you might not have won your tours without him, so just mm. relax. And <laughs> you've got two tours to your name. Like, I admire that he's got the ambition, ambition to win, but yeah. at the same time, um, yeah, pay pay you pay your dues to someone who who really deserves them, and and who will continue to repay his dues. I accept to, towards Vingard in the future if if you let him be, and then. But also, just in the whole thing, Jumbo won all three Grand Tours. It's like this has never been done in cycling, like ever, and now we're at. Like, it's not like cycling's less competitive than it was 10 or 20 or 50 years ago. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's the true. opposite, actually. Yeah. But look at the Tour de France we have on, on our cards for next year. You know, the four, four main contenders in four different teams. Actually, five main contenders in four different teams. That's the competition. That's the and level. That's not counting Bernal. That's not if, even counting Bernal. I mean, no, like, back, I'm just hope. going top level headline yeah. Yeah. of the riders. It's not even counting any surprises that mm. could happen here. Uh, that potentially could be the most competitive Tour de France in in the history of the whole Tour de France, pretty much. Yeah, well, you can count the number of contenders, but it's just just the speeds they're riding up, yeah. the climb, the speeds that they're, <laughs> they're riding the first 10, 20, 50 kilometres of the race, the, the gears that they're riding in the peloton just to stay in the peloton. It's it's, it's incredible. And and But then on the other side, though, if you look at, if you if you take out the results of Pog, Vingegaard and, like, there's there's not that many race winners for the whole season. Yeah. There's dominant. There's also this dominance um, of of just a couple of riders. Is is Pogacar in your eyes one of? Well, he is one of the greats right now. Yeah, we're Is he one of the greats <laughs> across generations because you know he wins Flanders, plus the fact that he wins the Tour de France and then he races all year round. Like is that's it's going back to Eddie Merck's era, isn't it? I always admired the the versatile riders like the Walt Van Aert. I'm a big fan. Just I don't know him personally, but just because he can win in so in so many different situations. And Pog, it's just like you're in the most competitive, more competitive than cycling's ever been. And here is a guy who's winning on the dirt, who's winning like 
gravel stages who's winning one day races like and Flanders and and he single handedly changed the way Flanders is raced. Hmm. The mm. just the physiologically, physiologically, it's all changed now. Where the, the Grand Tours riders can 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 race it now. Yeah. Um, and and in this time when everyone's just behind, just trying to follow, it's um like that alone is incredible. The fact that he's so versatile and from a lot such a long period of time as well. He's competitive in the early season. He's winning Lombardia. He's there at the Tour. He had yeah one bad day on possibly like. That that I think we're like that was the hardest sort of fifteen kilometers of the Tour of the France stage I've seen in a long time. That, that yeah, where, where he lost the six seven minutes there. Have you seen this footage this week of uh, Pog behind moto pacing? He's uh, moto pacing with uh, someone and then he overtakes this po- huge peloton of casual riders that they're going. Oh really? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's super nice. And he's like, he's looking at them going, but he's like, <laughs> he's, he's cool. I mean, he, I like him. Nah, I, we talk about his results and I've spoken to a couple of the current pros and I've said, what's he like? He seems like a genuinely nice guy and as go lucky as he comes across. And they've said, yep, he is exactly that. Mm-hmm. And which is really nice to hear that he's, but he's a different breed, isn't he? He's, he's a different breed, and the breed is different now, I suppose. <laughs> you know, the the focus required, the sacrifices required, everything's increased there, and um, I, th- I I think we're going to see, of course, shorter careers because it's just so much more concentrated now. Mm. The intensity of the racing, but also the intensity of the focus and sacrifice required. But his attitude is probably the if you if you can get the best out of yourself with that kind of happy-go-lucky attitude good for him yeah because yeah, there's not <laughs> many GC riders who are because yeah. most of you and if I can say this as a compliment you are a different breed to the rest of the peloton over over generations we've seen you yeah. have to be a certain way like you I love the way you talk about processes and I never thought about processes mm. <laughs> I thought about turning up in his best shape full work know, <laughs> and, and hang on for dear life and maybe get a result so but Pog is like Happy go lucky, yeah, he's, rock yeah, up, boy race racer hard. that can yeah. do the three weeks. Yeah, it's, yeah, and he can time trial, he can descend, he can climb, he can he can do everything. And it's yeah, it's refreshing to see. It's great to watch as a mm. fan. I'm glad I don't have to race against. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the questions actually. Uh, let's talk about Caleb. Uh, Caleb's got a bit of a had a bit of a rough patch in the last year or so. He's now signed with uh, uh, Orica and uh, the whole Green uh, Edge. the Green Edge um, Jaco. Getting yep. lost there. Get the names right. Uh, yeah. But he signed back in Australia anyway. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, good move, bad move. It's essential for him. Same thing with Jai. I thought going with Gronewegen, it might it might have been a um, might have been a. Um, you know, the friction friction going, but um, I was listening to some th- the approach that Whitey Matt White's going to take with with the team, and um, they they can really make this work, and um, I'm really looking forward to watching Caleb. I'm sort of there may be a flood flood of I really hope things he can stay healthy, he can race well, and I think in that team he, he could really bring a, a flood of results, and I hope that starts right away in Australia next year. That's that. This is quite interesting because, and I know it's. Totally different management, but he's left Lotto Destiny, the team that you were with. And I remember I said to you once, I said it was quite crazy in my mind when I thought about it afterwards that you got your two second places at the tour with Lotto, the highest place they'd ever had. Then they had a young Belgian come along that was showing some promise. And then they were, they effectively wanted you to go. And in the end, you weren't happy there, I suppose. And you found this outlet in BMC who reached out to you. And I and it showed they were on board with you. 
BMC. They And you as a person, I thought, changed. The next year, you were way more relaxed and you went on and won the tour and, and all these things. Different management, but Caleb has had his own issues with the same team. Stefan Hulot. And a young Belgium coming in as well. Yeah. Arnaud Delis. Yes, so yeah, exactly. And he is a young well. star, yeah. let's, let's face it, but... He didn't. He he had to leave, didn't he? In the end. Yeah, yeah, and and whether well, it's cost him money or not, but he had to leave. Yeah, like in my situation, knowing a little bit about what on what went on behind the scenes and some of the people who are in that team, he had exactly the same things that I did, and it was sort of like, my thing is when you have a a rider who has so much capability, why not help them get the best out of themselves because mm. they are your your rider, um, but the um. Like in in you know, in my situation, the was the time trial against Astra that I couldn't make up the time and take yep. the From that day on, the team lost complete faith in me. It just and it's was old like, school sort of right. it's old school management, I think. Mm -hmm. Rather yeah. than sitting down and reassessing and saying, "Okay, Cadell, this didn't work," or "Okay, Caleb, you've had a you know you've had a rough year psychologically, things aren't going your way, so it's playing on your mind." It's you're only human. But it's this old school management, and there's still a little bit of that that exists in cycling. And airing it? this publicly as well. Yeah, yeah, like airing it yeah, publicly. That, the that, whole thing. that was just unprofessional. I mean, what he was doing is yeah. like, why, why create more problems than you've already got? Mm. And I think that's you know that that uh, was it, Stefan Olu, yeah. the new managers. That's going to taint him for for. Um, Years to come. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope Caleb. Well, let's hope Caleb wins and you yeah, know, just rubs a bit of yeah. salt, and he wins yeah. it in front of Arnold well, Delis. <laughs> well, I can guess uh, how, the, how the process has gone thus far for Caleb. I can see where it's going to go after here, and I, I was lucky that I found a team who needed a rider who had a future. Mm -hmm. And for my thing, I was all of a sudden I had people who had confidence in me, faith in me. And I remember my first meeting I had with Jim Ockwicks, and he was talking, asking questions, this and that, or hear this and that, and, and I was just explaining how, why, what. And he looked at me and said, all you need is a team that believes in you. And as I said, that's all mm. I want. Pretty simple. But you in, know what in, else? in that way, so just yeah. on, on this, in that way, Matt White has done a, a great amount of work as well on himself and, and on his attitude, I guess, towards uh, Caleb. And I guess this also very the beneficial point is that he's coming to a team that is want, wants, wants him, him back. I yep. want him back dearly. Yep. And you know, for for the the possibility for an Aussie team to win with an Aussie, there's yeah. so many... Big oh, upside, isn't yeah, there? It's, yeah, well, yeah, they did it with, and a good example is with Michael Matthews as yeah. well. They yeah. did full circle. Michael Matthews come back, and he didn't leave. They didn't. They didn't have a big going away party when Michael left. <laughs> that was, it wasn't terrible. That's a way to say it. But, yeah. but, but you know, to be, I think they'd, they'd both agree with that. So yeah. to me, it says that the Green Edge management have matured yeah. as as a management. Um, but the other thing I was going to say, Cadell, when you you know what I was happy about when you left Lotto, the the bodyguard went as well. Oh, oh, those are things I had I thought no I was going to get, I I was going to get hip and shoulder with him a couple of times. Those, those are things they, they decide these things. This is best for you, and I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. In my, my opinion, that is nothing. In, uh, in that situation, it was like all this stuff, and that was one of the things Jim Mockowitz asked me about. Why this? I'm like. I didn't want that. I I don't want that. I just want to be. He was. I mean, we, we're on his good side, but jeez, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, but yeah. there was to create a show, and because they made this like a documentary about the tour That's and all right. this, and yes. And, but I didn't want to do it, so they didn't ask me if I wanted to do it or not because they knew I. They, I would say I didn't want to do it, so they went ahead and did it anyway. And this is just adding stress, adding problems, adding pressure on my shoulders, like more. Well, <laughs> 
if someone can stay with me in the mountains, please, that's probably more important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Tour de France route that has been revealed uh, only a few days ago. Uh, we are leaking our lips. It looks like a beautiful Tour de France. When you look at it yourself, starts in Italy, historical, you know the place so well. He's on the stage in uh, the Giro. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so you both know Italy very well. Yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> only been for the first riding. There's a little hidden little climb there up to up to this bar, and yeah, that's not not as not as flat as easy as I okay. think those. So what do you make of that whole route? You know, when yeah. this this fact that it doesn't finish in Paris, uh, th there's a lot of history around. Some climbs that never have been used for, haven't been used for a long time. Some new climbs. Uh, gravel and commemorating well. a few of the great Italians yeah, which I absolutely. really love the ASO do that we've yeah. talked about this already they do it so well with Pantani the yeah. late great Pantani Bartali yeah. yeah copy but the, the what's your opinion on that route when you yeah, when you watch um, it unprecedented a word that's used too much in this day and age but, no, really um, interesting obviously not being in Paris it's already and the start in Italy first time ever and no rest day in power first time I've yeah. ever heard of power <laughs> <laughs> damn that's true actually. we always got a great <laughs> restaurant we go to we're yeah. going to There's power, not but a not for a rest day. Yeah. When was the last time that happened? I mean, <laughs> unimportant fact. But so. no, no, they're important to us. Those, those little details yeah. are important. He knows the restaurant. You know? yeah. <laughs> we always just stay in the one same hotel. Like, oh, again, no. But um, it's um, or the gravel. I think no, no team time trial is probably a big thing. I think the the time trial at the end is really exciting. We're going back to like Laurent Fignon, Greg LeMond time. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, yes. mention, we don't mention Christophe's not happy. We do yeah, not mention this. We can't talk about that. He's <laughs> no, kidding. Parisian. He's a Parisian. Of course. Sorry, but, yeah. but, yeah. um, but exciting finishing yeah, the tour. Yeah. I, I, that was a little bit before my Tour de France watching news, to be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But um, I, I, I find that's probably the most... Actually, what I'm probably going to look forward to the most of the whole tour, the, 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 starting in Italy, the, the the time trial of the final day, of course, I'll be keen to watch the gravel stage. I don't think it's going to have such an influence on the race that um, um, that it's as sometimes spoken about, mainly because people crash everywhere in the tour, if you notice. Yeah. There's a bit <laughs> of controversy. There as well, so There's a bit of controversy with the riders. Some riders are saying they don't like it. They do not want this gravel stage in, the, in it. Yeah, it's one more thing that's hard to plan for. It's, it makes it uh, more un unpredictable. I'm a bit the other way as one. I'm watching it on TV and it looks fantastic um, as a fan, of course. But yeah. I also, in my later years, became a specialist in those. So I'd be... When they were oh, pave gravel, yeah. great. You're <laughs> like, for it. Well, BMC, that was your origins, became, I suppose. Too, yeah, yeah. In, it was coming back to my bit of that full yeah. circle thing, but but I've sort of became a specialist at that, so I I really liked it. And then, of course, like for us in the Great Ocean Road Race, oh, we could have some gravel and things. But then also, mm -hmm. people travel from the other side of the world here and they get there and puncture or something. And it's like mm, maybe upset some people, and they and they sort of don't want that. So you go with the the conservative choice, but. I think I think it's something that's um, it's well certainly great for the interest, but something we should just realistically we're going to have to use more gravel just because of um, being in race organisation, closing roads, traffic, and all these things. It's actually we're going to get to a point in in the future where um, having bike races on open on public roads is going to be really difficult. Okay, oh, actually, it's a very good lead because we let's talk about your your race. Mm. Uh, you're one of the few people to have a race 
with the name on it. Uh, how proud are you, first of all, of this event? Uh, what is it like to actually organize it year in, year out? Uh, how um, much work does it go into it? Yeah, so it's, um, oh, like most things, um, you look at them on the outside and you think, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. You go on the inside <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 anything worth doing, really. There's there's so many unforeseen um, problems that, that can pop up. Um, I'm certainly proud of the event and um, it's a bit nervous for me having my name up on a billboard because if something goes wrong, that's sort of it's going to be immediately associated <laughs> with me. But um, either having Geelong get behind the race, having a race in Australia, um, having the teams there, having the teams and riders that are happy to come, and uh, that's and on the pro thing, that's probably applies more there. The the people who love to do the ride, my son still wears his Vegemite family ride T-shirt, and we've got yeah, three on rotation. Great. He wears it every day. Um, little things like this, and and um, I'm I'm really proud of that because we reached. It's great we have a world tour race, and that's 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 the big that's the big show. But all the, it's reaching in so many other directions, and every coffee shop I go to when I'm out riding, it's uh, oh, is the race going to go on next year? Oh, it's great, mm-hmm. that's fantastic there because because it's for their business and so on. And um, and you know, going forward, we we'd love to be able to um, you know, continue to make it more international, be able to show more scenery on TV, and um, and yeah, vary the course a bit to also make it a bit more ch- change things around. Although it's been one reason we haven't changed the the um, the course so much is um, because it's just worked so well. We've always had it on the on a really similar course. We've had it a completely different. Race it is a great. Yeah, I've got to say it's yeah. it is a great finale, and I think. I mean, you've added you've added a lap here or there, haven't you? Mm, like so in the yeah, last couple like, of years. Yeah, last year, like just adding one lap, and and they seemed that the riders actually were a little bit more conservative because were they a bit scared that was going to happen? But then those who raced last year will be like, oh, that comes down to a group finish anyway, so maybe. So, yeah, when it down there also, if if the wind does blow down there, if you've ever ridden down there, um, yes, everyone knows, it can blow it as I'm being mm-hmm. reminded October especially this month so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been riding much lately <laughs> I must also say I got a cap from uh, my time at the race uh, last year and I gave it to my dad and he absolutely bloody loved that cap he wears it everywhere you all see the you're time. a chip off the old block oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a jersey yeah. collector etc yeah, yeah, your dad yeah. he's got the he's got caps from everywhere I go so and, and caps, you know what? Loves, I don't think he's one. giving back that Peugeot bike that you've left no, at his house uh, no, yeah, he's, he's, holding, he's, like he's a bought a nice about a 1975 white Peugeot. Peugeot. He's left it at his dad's place in Brittany. Yeah, mate, it's gone. I know. know. He's writing it and everything. (laughs) 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 Do you have any more questions? Yeah. Well, I I, I mean, I think we've we've sort of talked about the Cadells, and probably one question on that was it how sort of nervous were you post COVID? Was it how big of a challenge was it to? get the race back up and running and did you have the full backing you know sort of when we knew we were coming out of this lockdown and you know for good yeah well there was certainly you see as soon as there's some signs of promise you're sort of like finally but um like everything in life all of a sudden it just had this whole factor of unknown that we'd never never even considered before and that was going in was of course um oh, a bit of a slow process and and like coming to a decision it's not easy to come to a decision because in the end we we never want to say no we're not doing it um but then coming out as well it's like is this going to work is this going to work and because what i saw in europe coming out of the covid where some of the lockdowns most of the lockdowns weren't nearly as much as they were in australia 
um, people uh, that unknown and unpredictability sort of stayed with them a bit. Whereas in Australia, it was a bit the opposite. It's like, oh, finally we can travel. So they're making up for lost time, which is just great. And that's mm. that's the way it was for the race, which is, I think, the the the, the right attitude to have because, um, yeah, let's make up for lost time because maybe there's another, <laughs> maybe there's another <laughs> pandemic coming soon. Well, let's not, let's not even go there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was a real pleasure to have you in a, in a podcast. Uh, Let's let's ask him for a pronostic for the Tour de France. Who's going to win the Tour de France next year? Um, the man in the know. You know, I think the interesting thing for the Tour is going to be the sprints. Kevin Dish. <laughs> no, watching Cav, watching Caleb. These guys. This is going to be the most. I think. I think Vingard's going to win it again, unless Pog can do something, do something, you know, really special. But I think that. Um, Jumbo, uh, what are they called? Jumbo Visma. Yeah. Still, are they still Jumbo Visma? No, uh, they'd be called for, something. For another month, for another Visma, six yeah. weeks, I think they are. But um, and then they change. Visma, something else. Ah, uh, correct. So, um, yeah. Um, but um, they, that that machine is going. It's got its momentum, and I think yeah, their, their dominance is going to continue for a, for a little while yet. It'd be great to see Pog um, upset that. But um, I think the interesting thing is going to be this, the the sprints. And so will Cav get his thirty? What is it? Thirty-five. Off. Thirty-five to. Yeah. Will he get it? There'll be a lot of tears shed if he does, won't there? <laughs> yeah, and there might be tears shed if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be bikes through. He's emotional, let's say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating fascinating to watch though the way it's going with Philipson and these guys and well hopefully hopefully uh, Caleb's going to be a force to be reckoned uh, with for, yeah. for Cab. So sort of like I want Cab to win 35 but I want Caleb <laughs> to come back and make up for make up for the last 2 years. So yeah. um so I I don't, I don't want to give an honest answer on that one. Okay, okay. And actually, I've got one more last question, and after that, we'll let you go. Uh, what's your take on all the moves that it's happening? It sounds like the Mercato, the, 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 the market, the Mercato, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the, whole, the whole market for riders this year seems to be very dynamic. There's a lot of changes. A lot of changes. Massive. Everywhere, yeah. massive. Do you feel it this way as well, or is it just us being um, stirring the pot? I think um, maybe people have also respected that you can't discuss the um, moves until a certain date. I think that was respected a little bit more. So we had a flood of a flood of names. <laughs> Post come August once. thirty-one, isn't it? Or yeah, um, yeah. I, um, yeah there, there's some changes. Um, Oh, there's been changes every year. Yeah, maybe okay. there's maybe there's more this year, but I think there's probably also been more more talk about the changes this year. We're, we're too journalistic, Maka. Yeah, you, well, you are. You, <laughs> you went I'm down that path. <laughs> you're still <laughs> still I should pot. probably go back and do some research on this. Well, actually, you did give me a list of about 30-odd riders. Yeah. Um, it's quite impressive. Every year, there's, yeah. oh, there's a fair few. There are a couple of teams who are doing like five or six. So I think there's two teams yeah. who are doing five, six, seven Yeah, Lidl Trek. They had a big clean-out, didn't they? Um DSM as well, haven't yes. changed? Yes, and yeah. Ineos uh, is still waiting. Like they, they don't know where to look at. Yeah, they've, they've, lost no one, so. they've lost a few. They've lost a few, and they got some money to spend. December prices. prices are, <laughs> yeah, it becomes yeah, a yeah. They're, they're waiting for Black December. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> 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 thank you, Kadel. Thank you, Kadel. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for having me in the studio.